Welcome to Chocolate Emissions. Your boy Gibbsy with me. Jones. All right, Mr. Jones. Long time no see. We are alive. (laughs) (laughs) One of those things happened since we've gone. A giant chapter in Black Phenomena has come and gone. Insecure. Seems like it was just the other day. Lisa was running around that trashy little apartment before she had become a landlord herself. (laughs) (laughs) Starting fires in her trash can. (laughs) Here we are, everybody growing up, taking expensive ass hundreds of thousand dollar vacations. Yeah, they got that money, man. You live in LA, you know that life. You know that life. That's if you're a lawyer in LA life. He's a partner. He ain't even a 40, normal lawyer. Forty dollars for a loaf of bread. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof, oof, oof. Ooh, I still buy my bread. still buy my five six dollar loaves of bread. Yeah. <laughs> Here in the AZ, we can still get it for a dollar, a dollar less. Damn. All right, so let's 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 jump into or less. Uh, speaking of or less, mentally or less, is Nathan there? I don't know, but I like to find out. I feel like the way Insecure left off, obviously they just left off in their creative way of just kind of open-ended. But I feel like there's so much opportunity there. And obviously they're never going to go to route of spinoffs, I feel like, because it's just too highbrow of a program. But mm-hmm. out of the spinoffs, we got a few concoctions here. So Nathan, would you be interested in Nathan's spinoff? Nah. No? no? Nah. Nathan, <laughs> Limitless Life of Los Angeles? Nah, not even like a little, little bit interested. Huh. I feel like he's like one of those uh, supporting characters, like you could do without. Like, he oh wow, he didn't leave like a big impact on the show. That's like, the way I feel about Crenshaw. Yeah, oh. <laughs> they love him. Boy, they love Crenshaw. But I'd be like, why he in the show? Yeah, Crenshaw was another like supporting character. He's like, do I really need that or? Can we do without? So like, yeah. uh, he's Nathan, a cock tease, cock tease all the way. Nathan's been <laughs> off. Like, I would not even like glance at it. I wouldn't even give it like, uh, like, hey, let me check this out. This could possibly be good. But uh, okay. you know who's spin off? I would get uh, the neighbor, like Thug. Oh man, I love yeah. watching one of his. I love watching him. Yeah, he'd be great. I don't know his like, name. He like, like says that. wild stuff, but then he's yeah, like, like oh, that's my kid. I spell fast. She don't understand. Yo, we yeah. don't use those letters. We don't use those C's in the house. Like, yeah, you know, I could do it. Just like just him and his like everyday life. And yeah, that'd be a good spinoff. Like I watch the fuck out of that. I watch the fuck out of that. Who else? I would like be like, oh yeah. Uh who about Kelly? Kelly mm, made like Okay. Just to like give it a try. Uh, and I told you, it's like the thug or like Chad. It's like the only two, like Lawrence's friend. Ah, you like Chad. Yeah. I don't like Chad. I wouldn't watch that show. I watch a Nathan show if I watch a Chad show. Nathan? Nah, I would not. You yeah, can, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Chad. Derek, Derek the Bull show. Yeah, oh, I never watched Derek's show. Ugh. Yeah. It's like, yo, I wonder what Derek and Tiffany are doing. Probably, yeah, that's what I was saying. That'd be like, a, that'd be my bottom rank one as well. So, mm-hmm. What about Molly, Molly and her married life. Would you be interested in one show? Nah, it was she wasn't married. It was just like Molly. Yeah, because I feel like it'd be like Sex in the City type thing. Okay, but just like with real characters, and not just all white get staff. So yeah, I think that's probably yeah. All right. But you like which ones would you watch? I feel like I would be down for. A Kelly show because I think it'd be funny to see Kelly go through parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wouldn't want too much of her and the Amanda Seals dynamic because I'd be getting tired of Derek and uh, her. They'd be just full of drama and it seemed like it's not really any drama at all. <laughs> like it's all just a self induced drama. So it's just like y'all got white people problems and I feel like y'all make light skinned people, y'all make light, really light skinned people look bad. You know, like Lawrence making us look bad enough from you know for the for the my range of complexion, you making us look bad enough. Just though he he too wishy washy. I'll be honest, I hated that ending. 
I thought it was going to she was going to end up with Nathan. Like, I hated the fact that it was Lawrence because Lawrence should say he'll keep it wishy washy, and like three years from now he could decide that he don't want to do it. I feel like that's Nathan. Nathan's wishy washy because remember he ghosted her and like just disappeared for a while, and then like granted he was going. She put him in a bad situation, a bad situation, mental issues, but like still like he just like come on. He just goes just like she that. Know just, he meant like, panic depression, like and she take like, him to that party. Name? You can't take him. You, you you shouldn't even ask him to go to that party. You should just I'm, let him chill. Yeah, but nah, I still can't get like, on board. And then the way, and the way, like Lawrence was like, I feel like that's the dude that should be kept in check the most because mm-hmm. it's just like, yo, what are you doing telling people you love them when they're there with their boyfriend? You, you couldn't let that chance get by. You have months to say that, my God. Yeah. Look at you, little poor Condola out there. What about Condola? <laughs> Would you watch her spin off? No, God, no. Uh, one of my least favorite characters because that was really one of those scenarios. Like, they treated it like that was, I felt like that was one of those antiquated black storylines of like treating it like it's 1974. Like, oh, I can't get no abortion. Everybody on the church going to look at me funny. And I'm just like, yo, you got a whole fucking ass life to live. And you don't want to settle down with his ass. His ass don't want to settle down with you. But you go keep this because what it happened? Nah, I'm yeah, good on that. Like, you know, those people are just like, yo, no. I don't know those people. And I, no, like, consider myself, like I'm not yeah, in general. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you can name some names, but like you know, like growing up in the South, like you know those people. Oh, yeah. Like, yo, like, come on, man. If that happens, like abortion is an option. I, I don't, like, it was like it almost is as pointless as like remember when you were like maybe like 18 to 21, and it was always like the dumbest thing like a a, a, a girl would tell you. It's just like she'll be oh, she'll be down for anal, but not vaginal, you know? And that was one of the dumbest things ever you hear, but like. Yo, that's hustling backwards, man. That's you got a you got one booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> you willing to miss that all? You yeah, willing to miss yeah. that all? Like I said, I, yeah. But no, so all right, so that's what they spin off. So, like, I will say this: like the one I I feel like we can all unanimously agree on would be the Lawrence and Issa spinoff. Like the Lawrence and Issa spinoff would be interesting, mm-hmm. you know. Just for the simple fact of the matter, watching them grow and whether or not they got kids, like that was interesting about that show, um, Love Life. You know, like to watch uh, Chidi and, and and Jessica, you know, like have a kid and like kind of grow up a little bit. It's like, oh shit! Like they fast forwarded a bunch of episodes quick, yeah. and I felt like we kind of missed out on that aspect because it would have been cool. I feel like the Issa motherhood journey because they're all doing the conventional finding a partner, settling down. So if you're going to do the conventional finding a partner, settling down, let's go ahead and see what the kids look like too. Yeah. You know, just, you already got a, a leg and a foot in. You might as well just put the rest of the leg in. I feel so, like they didn't want to go like that far into it. It's just like, let's just yeah. make the case and like see what like the possibilities could be. Like leave you on that note. Like, oh, like I wonder what the possibilities could be versus like, okay, this was happens. They had two other kids and like he's still co-parenting the other one. So I felt like that was good because they didn't give it too much. But like part of me was just like knew in like a back of my head, like she was going to end up with Lawrence. Cause like the whole thing about that, cause this is like, why still have him there? Like you yeah. see what I mean? If he wasn't going to come back there, like he would already been like phased out and like you wouldn't have seen his character, but his character just happened to keep coming back, having to keep coming back. So I was just like, obviously they're going to end up together. Like, it's one of those interesting concepts, I think, like, at the end of the show, like, you always thought to yourself, like, a title insecure would be, like, overcoming your insecurities, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. creating your own path or becoming your own person. But it really kind of seemed like the synopsis was more or less so realizing that you have insecurities and your faults and, like, living with them and, like, embracing them to some aspect. And I was just like, yeah, but <laughs> in real life, you don't probably go back to... Lawrence, because <laughs> it's like, nah, he, he played too much. And, and you know, like that, that's what I was, that's probably real life. And that Lawrence, I mean, that Nathan is real life too, because he, he definitely played too much. <laughs> he, yeah. Like, he just like, uh oh, my man, like, you got some problem problems. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, so yeah, like, I understand, like, overall, like, what was going on. Like, I, I got no, no problems with the ending of it. Like, it's hard to end the series well. 
and like uh, to say that they didn't end that well, you'd be lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was that was ending well. So like all in all, like zero problems. Truly a masterpiece from the beginning to the end, um, which is some you know a lot of what shows can't say. Just saying. <laughs> Just, just yeah. looking, looking at you, Game of Thrones. Y'all had that. Y'all had more HBO budget. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm and like, that ending. I was just like, yo. <laughs> <are you> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That shit was poop. <laughs> but um, but now nah, I was um, oh like Brand. Come on, man. Like y'all niggas ain't even got the books written yet. You can play with the shit, bro. Yeah, and you can't try nothing more interesting than that. Like. Shit, do it. You got dragons on the show. Give us a dragon man, dragon boy, motherfucker <laughs> with wings. Something, something cool. I want to see a unicorn man. You know, <laughs> let him be the leader. You know, a giant ass, like make the mountain zombie be the leader, some shit like that, because he could kill everybody. So just something outrageous. But instead, they tried to take this outrageous world, cram it into this rational ending, and return everybody hate. But yeah, let's not talk about that white man show. Let's move on to a game for the black man. Uh, football divisional playoffs coast got the colors boys background behind us excellent playoff game i will say the weird thing was there was so many fucking people in that place and i was so paranoid because you know it's a goddamn pandemic (laughs) and it's like they're legit about everybody being vaccinated so that's one thing like they're really secure about the vaccination so that's one thing to make you like cool going into the games Mm. but Everybody drinking and eating. Somebody got like the AB, fake vaccination. Exactly. Unless somebody got them ABs. And you don't know if them ABs floating around, how they, how they floating around California. So yeah. you don't ever know. Um, so, uh, you know, so there is that risk you take too. But, you know, obviously you don't get too close to motherfuckers. You don't walk close to motherfuckers. I've already been a one space urinal type of motherfucker beforehand. Now I'm a two to three type of urinal. I go to the other side. I go to style sometimes just because I don't want to be near y'all. You're a little quicker, sure, but let me go in the stall. Why? Because you in here, and I don't touch nothing. Elbows, elbows, knees, feet. Don't touch, you know, why everybody knows a lesson. White man don't wash his hands. <laughs> from, from, from little boy to a grown man, they don't wash their hands when you go in the bathroom. Just let y'all know right now. <laughs> you know. Um, but now, nah, with that being said, um, it was it was a it was a crazy environment, but like. I was sitting next to this old white man. Ironically, he was the only other person really keeping his mask on the whole time, which made me feel great. Everybody else drinking, eating French fries and shit. When they're done eating, they don't put their mask back on. Um, which is just kind of like one of those, like, man, this is crazy. Like, how is this gonna keep happening? Like NFL, like, I'm about to go to Florida with the full stadiums, you know, like they just say fuck it and they got full capacity. Like Dwayne Wade, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> celebrities and shit in the crowd. They ain't got no fucking mask on. Camera go to them. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, damn, we better put that mask on, boy. <laughs> they can't say keep your mask on. It's a sign that say it's signs and announcements of the game. So keep your mask on the entire game. Motherfuckers yeah. be smiling for that camera. That camera go around that Monday night studio, uh, Monday night uh, football. Going around and look around, look at the kids come around. Hey, kids, you're on the camera. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh nah, man, it was a it was a it was a great atmosphere. Like it, it was great to see the playoff atmosphere, like live, like especially on, like Monday night football show was crazy. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I was one of the second environment I seen that crazy. Rams Chiefs. That Monday night football game that got moved from Mexico City, mm-hmm. that was the craziest game I ever seen. Like, if that's that's, I gotta imagine that's what a Super Bowl feel like, because I was at the Coliseum and like Coliseum, I think it's like ninety thousand. You see something crazy like that, and that shit was full, like full full. <laughs> that shit was crazy, but um, no more nostalgia about the Rams and Kyler. And get to this topic of Kyler, however, Kyler Cliff Kingsbury. I know you in Phoenix, but you're one of the Phoenix people that aren't necessarily a fan of the Cardinals. You're a smart one. Um, <laughs> Kyle Cliff, who's the problem? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, hands down. Uh, yeah. Just another one of these coaches they just throw in, just like, oh, yeah, you'll do good because you know why. Uh, yep. <laughs> not that much success, but, yeah, we got a feeling in you. I feel like they want to go like that young uh, route and just like, oh yeah, 
doesn't matter if he has experience or if he was a good coach on the college level or if he wasn't even a coach on the college level. It's just like, let's get him in this position. We're going to number all overall pick, and he's familiar with that quarterback. So let's bring that together. Hopefully it'll blossom, and clearly it's not. It's just like, I don't understand it, but I don't think he's going to get fired. No, he should. They made I think that the playoffs. Even though they what they lost the last game, right? Yeah, yeah. thirty-four to eleven. You know, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. They gonna look at yeah. it and fall back on it. And be like, we were in the playoffs, though. He, he he got us to the playoffs, made us look horrible in the playoffs, but at least he got us there. So yeah, you know, fall back on. And they're just taking that. Yeah, I really hate the fact that that gets to be enough for him to fall back on to keep his job. But a dude like Brian Flores could turn around a terrible team in Miami and lose his job. Like, I'm sorry, but coach of the year need to be David Cully. Because if you look at that Texans roster, you tell me you can win four games and you can yeah. almost be able to win about eight. And then, you know what I mean? Like, just some of, I mean, some of the games, they and you be like, who the Texans playing tight with? And it's just kind of one of those instances where, like, it was no reason, statistically no reason on paper for them to play in the games they were in outside of them sheerly playing for the coaching and sheerly just being in the right position, yeah. like, especially on offense. Like, they had nothing on offense. When you see your offense move, you got absolutely nothing, but he making them chess pieces work, moving them around the space. Like, that's a good coach, and that's something that Cliff Kingsbury lacked, you know, like – at the end of the day, like, if you understand that quarterback, if you're hired because you understand how that quarterback works in and out, especially working with him all those years in college, then you should understand what his deficiencies are as well as his strengths. So you should understand he liked the target as number one, but if his number one is out, okay, we can't keep throwing the balls to number one. Now let's go ahead and space, oh, space the middle of the field. Like, if he like a tight end in the middle of the field, then start giving him tight ends in the middle of the field. If he's more comfortable in the screen game, work in the screen game. If he's mm-hmm. more comfortable booting out to his right, call a lot of boots out to the right. Give him what he need, because, like, I'm sorry, but you put that dude in San Francisco, that's a really good team. You put that dude in Los Angeles, he better than Stafford. Mm-hmm. If you give him all line, all plays, yeah, I think he better than Stafford. Like, it's one of those crazy things. It's just like, you put him in Green Bay, what would he do? You put him in Oakland, what would he do? Put him yeah. in Cincinnati, what would he do? And and it all comes back to, oh, that's the coach. Mm-hmm. That's coach. You got the players. Like, we saw how they ran the ball this year. Rondell Moore was a surprise. I didn't expect him to look that good. And James Conner looked like the best. He was the reason that – he was the single-handed reason that team was better, I think. Like, James Conner was a heart and soul to that team. Like, he was, he did a better job of coaching than a coach, I feel like. Because when they was in trouble, they could just say, you know what? Second and 13, because Kyler got a little wild, bad play call. Let's just run it up the middle. Mm-hmm. And that motherfucker would get 15 yards. You know, that's how they beat us the first time. You know, it's just one of those things like, you know, when you got players like that just playing hard, he playing for himself because he's playing on that one-year prove-it deal, that ain't coaching. And it's just kind of like dudes like that, they should lose their job. And I hope the media call it enough for him to lose his job because he don't deserve to have a player like Colin and waste up his best years. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that he haven't truly invested in that offensive line, like, what the fuck you drafted Isaiah Simmons for? I understand that was the cutest little pick, hybrid safety linebacker running a 4-3 coming out of Clemson. Great defense, blah, blah, blah. They just beat Alabama. Fuck that. You need a tackle, bro. And you still need a tackle. Mm-hmm. How you got an undersized quarterback to get injured and you don't have a tackle? Yes, sir. Your center can't hike the ball for half the season. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, but, you know. That's enough on the Cardinals. I don't even like the Cardinals, you know. Yeah. Rams all there. Rams all there. Um, so we will transition on from that to royalty himself, King Henry, Derrick Henry. Man coming back after <laughs> breaking his ankle. And he, he's back at six weeks, six, eight weeks in. And he really, oh, really had to actually – Oh, yeah, he played. Oh, he yeah. Back, he's been practicing the past two weeks. He played. So. Oh, wow. My thing about it is, with a body like that, theoretically, if he ain't moving east to west, he north to south. You think he could have an impact in the game? You think he could run? Oh, hands down, just run them, <laughs> run them to it. I think like he has it all the time to get healthy. I feel like the running back position is like one of those positions. As long as you can run, like you're good. Like he didn't miss anything. 
and it's no. not gonna be like that fall off because like when he was there and healthy, like he was just what wasn't he like leading the league in rushing? Like when he was he, so, he was leading the league in rushing. Top. He's still in the top, and he got he was out for what six weeks. So, so he was out six weeks there. He ended at number five, I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, imagine that. So he's just gonna like yeah. pick up where he left off and just like keep running them because that's like their only hope. Yeah. But it was like I, I can't trust Tannehill to play action game. Like Julio Jones and it's like Julio Jones and and AJ Brown. Like that's a that's an excellent combination that wide receiver, but Julio ain't never healthy. And that's just the end of it, you know. But if you can keep drives, you can stand drives and don't really use a Julio that much and you get him in the red zone, that's what he's most dangerous. Like, use him in the red zone. Like, you know, they. I think they definitely – I think they will beat the Bengals. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it will necessarily be a case of, oh, no, Joe Burrow is just going to slice the Titans up. I think you have success. But, like, the Titans just so busy, big and physical up front. You know, it's just like they got that type of defensive line where everybody got that five-technique body. But they just all seem like they six foot four to six foot six and like at least 275 pounds, you know, just fucking big. So like once you just start pushing the pocket and pushing the pocket, like I don't think schematically the Bengals are gonna hit the outside. Because it's like the thing with the with the 49ers. Like if you got a team that big and that physical on a defensive linebacker on a defensive line, like yes, their linebackers can move, but at the end of the day, you gotta be able to create plays against somebody. Nobody ever wants to exploit the outside on the 49ers. If you can watch basic teams like the Jaguars, uh, the Jets of the world, go up and the, the Seahawks consistently beat the 49ers, I don't understand why people don't draw from the tape. It's like everybody wants to get so exotic. They're doing all this jet sweep motion, all this action here to here to here, just to end up running a dive or a counter. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's the same thing. If they don't have a running back back there, or if it's a single back and they move, if they motion Debo back to eye formation, you know what's about to happen. Debo about to get the ball. Debo about to run. That's it. And sometimes it's just like man up and hitting them gaps. But, you know, you got these safety linebackers. They didn't grow up playing linebacker. They didn't grow up playing defensive line. So every time they see a man, they think avoid, 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 avoid. You mm-hmm. avoid again, miss that gap assignment, Debo break tackles. So like, I, I hate that. I don't want to you know, transition one game for another game, but it's more or less the same thing you look at with the Bengals. And I don't think the Bengals can be smart enough to keep up with it, essentially. I think they're going to be able to just run down their throat, time of possession, keep it away, and just get that timely turnover. You know, at the end of the day, it's still a rookie. And when you got smart safety, you can always dial up that package. You get that you get that blitz package going through that A-gap once or twice a game, get that ball, air it past. That's all you need, you know, so – I think uh, they don't even need constant pressure. Sit in the base defense, throw a couple looks at him. Like, obviously, he got a receiver on the other side who can go for 200 yards, but it's playoff football, man. You can't let no motherfucker go for 200 yards. <laughs> ain't no better answer than that. Just like, yeah, better right. not. <laughs> it can it happen? Yeah. Like, I think it's absolutely a chance they can space them out, but I think the key is getting that interior pressure because it don't matter how great a pocket passes reflexes is like oh he gets the ball out so quick he just does the right things he's got the right shoulder dips the right pocket movement you know it's he's one of those guys like brady like aaron Rodgers at times but you know all we know aaron Rodgers can get out the pocket too but he ain't really getting out of the pocket and running at joe burrow so it's one of those cases where it's like oh you got the formula send it up to a gap don't play around with no edge rusher don't bring none of them cute safety blitzes from the corner no you don't need nothing off no 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 yeah. wide nine nothing Bring it up the gap, a gap. That's what you do. So I think that's what they'll bring it because it's Mike Variable, man. Like Mike Variable ain't no idiot. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing I get those Patriot linebackers. It's just like they saw so many different talented types of quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. to be able to adjust to that, like I think it's, it's no match for dudes right now because she's like, oh, you just a pocket press, you just a throwback white dude. I know how to scheme <laughs> that out. You know, like we don't seen that before. They ain't seen that in the past ten years, but I don't seen that in my twenty years. So. That's enough for Bengals and Titans. I'm gonna get into the immediate things. This is this is a this is a game with start race wars. Um, homeboy versus Josh Allen. Both of these teams so inconsistent. It's almost a battle of who will be the least inconsistent. And I know Josh Allen don't look great when he done played a sorry ass Patriots team the past two times, but that Patriots team's cheeks. That's the worst Patriots team we've done seen since, let me think, um, last year. 
So, <laughs> uh, with that being said, that was a god-awful team. I don't believe in Josh Allen's ability to keep the offense balanced. I think the minute the running game don't work, he give it one drive, two drives tops. Running game to work, he like, nope, everything on my shoulders now. He forcing <laughs> balls in the tight windows. I don't think Kansas City got the cornerbacks to keep up, obviously, with Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis, because I think Gabe Davis is a sneaky good receiver. But I do think they got the defensive line to add that consistent pressure. I do think they got the linebackers to occupy the middle of the field to not let those quick passes be had and to not let him necessarily get too far in the run game. So my question for you is, if Josh, if you think of Josh Allen in the pocket, having to beat the Chiefs DBs before he gets sacked by the Chiefs sometimes good defensive line, who are you going with on that side of the ball? I'm going to go with Josh Allen because, like, the Chiefs defense is, like, too suspect. Like, old Spagnolia. Yeah, man. He loved the blitz, bro. Yes, as a giant. Loved <laughs> it's like, you know, like, when you get that success, you get that arrogance. You're like, yo, I got this. And that's what's going to be the death of them. Mm-hmm. They aren't going to be like, yo, let's <laughs> allow it. They're be like, yo, Spag's going to put us in the best position to win. And it's not going to work out for him. So, yeah. And, like, you've seen that, like, they can't play from behind. So, if they don't go up early, like, it's done so. Yeah, man, that's that's one of the things I, I never really got with Spags. It's just, like, it seemed like ever since he left the Giants, like, he just gotten further and further away, further and further away from having man cover corners. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's such a zone coverage heavy game nowadays, but when you blitz as much as you do, man, you got to have dudes that can cover, man. Like, that's just, that's just how it is. Like, he used to all, you know, where the Corey Webster's in the world, they still out there. It just yeah. ain't in his, in his locker room. But, you know, with that being said, like, I, I gotta, I gotta agree with that too. Like, I got a lot of confidence and faith in Chris Jones to possibly wreck a game up the middle. And I, I think if Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram have a big game, they can really, you know, change that narrative and create that pressure and make it hard for them. But at the end of the day, like, there's a reason why Stefan Diggs on that team. He's just too good. And I think they ain't never going to get to him before Stefan Diggs beat Ladarius Sneed. And that's just, that's just how that can work, man. Like, so like, yeah, I got, I, I, I got to agree with you on that. On the other side of the ball, I don't care what nobody say. I seen Mahomes turn it over this year. I know he's a human being, but mm-hmm. I also know he's an exceptional human being. And with that being said, I don't care how much you double Tyreek Hill, at some point he's going to get open. And until he does, Travis Kelsey going beat to the, beat the bricks off you. And that's just that's just kind of how that offense going to work. And the fact that they found a running game, like the Bills are one of those teams in which I think that this could be an Andy Reid screen game. You know what I mean? Like Jared McKinnon got so much like Brian Westbrook kind of in him that I think this could be a game where you really take advantage of the speed of their linebackers and the fact that they got an undersized defensive line. Like, they got good DBs, but, like, I feel like that's the quickest way to take the safeties out of the game. If they go sit there and play deep to cover Tyreek Hill, if they're going to play deep to cover McCole Hardman, you run a screen game, keep Kelsey on them hooks, keep Kelsey running them digs, don't never let them really get a chance to kind of stay back deep. Draw them up in that box, you know, or make them choose. You know, what you're going to do, you're going to stay deep and you're going to come in this box and stop these screens. And I think that as long as they stay patient and they eat with that Kelsey and they eat out that backfield, I think they'll be great. But um, I, it's it's amazing to think there's so much power in Mahomes' hand at that quarterback position from just saying, if I can rein in how good I am, we can be even better. So I think that's the thing about Josh Allen is he has to elevate his play to get better, and to some extent for Mahomes, he just has to try not to do so much to be better. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where it really going to come into play. I, I don't even think it's going to come down like field goal. I, I don't think it's going to be one of those like 24-21 games. Like I think it'll honestly come down to like a defense making a stop. And I'm going to go with Chris Jones ending up forcing a fumble on, on Josh Allen. I'm going to go with Josh Allen trying to make a play, step up in the pocket. Chris Jones ended up beating that guard end up forcing that fumble. So I'm going to go with them winning that game by a touchdown. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to trust them. I don't, I don't trust the Chiefs 
Defense, but once again, I trust Chris Jones, and he always make that one play. He made that one bad play on that offsides against Brady that caught that got Brady into the Super Bowl to end up beating the Rams. But mm-hmm. like outside of that one bad play, like he usually come in cash money for them. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stick with them. Okay, just, okay. Yeah, like, so I'll wrap this up, and make this a little quicker. So I don't care about these next two teams at all. 49ers yeah. and Packers. Um, 49ers played 2004 football and just try to confuse everybody. I just, I don't get why everybody still get confused. It's just, it's downhill running, but they ain't seen it. You know, and that's the thing you got to realize. It's like, we 30, 33, 34. And if you 24, you even not further removed from the downhill running game. If you 24, you probably ain't never seen a wedge. Like, think about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The wedge on the kickoff just did take out about six years ago, but the wedge, the wedge used to be vital. Like the mm-hmm. wedge used to be brutal, but I'm, they had to go away, you know. But yeah. then it went from the five man wedge to the three man wedge. He was like, "All right, three is okay." And then they did the two. They had to hold them little hands, and I was like, "That's yeah. all right. It's still a wedge. You can break him up." But then they got rid of it, and you're just like, "Okay, this is a different type of game." Yeah, but, but so who are you going with? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Packers, and I'm only go with the Packers from the simple versatility aspect. I think the Packers on defense they only can play one way. They can only play man coverage and pretty much just take that front four and try to just push you back. I don't even say I'm not even saying they pass rushes. They just big fucking burly ass people to push the push the pocket. Like I don't think they really good at pass rushing. I think they're good at run stopping. So with that being said, like they got a talented secondary. I think they'll be able to just stop that passing game holistically, which isn't very hard to stop. I think they'll make it extremely hard. I think when it comes to running the ball, like those easy runs, runs that came up the middle won't happen as easy because of how they already play naturally. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be very hard for them to run a ball. I think this will probably be one of the tougher matchups they have just because they're not that advanced in Green Bay on defense, and they got to use what they got. And that's, as you know, that's sometimes the best situation because they ain't deviate. You don't got to do trying to do too much. He said, nope, it's my gap. I'm playing here because this is why I do. I can't do that. You know, so, you know, that's one of those situations where I think you go look at the Packers and really have that. I think – Green Bay, the fact that they don't really utilize the middle of the field really negates Fred Warner, Jimmy Ward, the safety presence, the linebacker presence for San Francisco, the way they like to sit on the middle of the field against the Rams. They could be able to do with the Packers because they're going to just scheme everything to the outside because Aaron Rodgers can hit everything. So I think you're going to really see a, a game plan where you're going to have the cornerbacks being isolated so much and the linebackers being taken out of the game. And anytime they really try to stack that outside. They got the ability to run. And that's the dangerous thing about Green Bay is they got big and little, you know, like A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. So I think the ability to like wind it down, like that's a game I think will probably be a field goal game, but I think it'll be more or less because Green Bay controls the pace of it, not wanting San Francisco to run the ball. Because I think if they do get a chance to break it to the outside on Green Bay, Green Bay don't have the speed. And like when you got a running back, run, I think they're, uh, their fifth round draft pick, Earl Mitchell. Um, I think he runs a four three four in the fifth round. Came out of the fifth round, and it's just like you got a pure running back running that fast. He get to the corner, he gone. Um, so, like, so yeah, I don't think Green Bay want that want those problems. So I think Green Bay will win a tight one, but they'll play a lot more ball control, eat up the outsides. Um, thoughts? Your thoughts? I'm gonna go the other way. Like, I feel like 49ers are just going to run that ball and just control clock. And then Aaron Rodgers is going to get it and, like, just be that confident, like, oh, I can do anything with this ball. And then just lose it for him. Yeah. I feel like Debo, Debo Samuel, like, he's just, like, ah, can't be stopped. So I just feel yeah. like they aren't going to have an answer for it. And then what's uh, wide receiver by you? Like, I feel like they're just going to do, like, those short screens. It's, like, bubble screens and just, like, quick passes and just, like, run it and just run them off the field. Just control the, te- the time of possession and then, like, low scoring. I'd say, 
17 to like 14. I guess yeah. it's not going to be high scoring. Yeah, like that's what I think too. Shannon's just going to like control that clock and just like, yo, not give Aaron Rodgers a chance to beat him. And then like when he gets it, he's going to be like, yo, I got to do this because I only got the ball for so long. And then fuck it out. I yeah, I wonder if Nick Bosa going to play because that, that was the only question they had on defense. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Nick Bosa will play, so he's still on the fence. It wasn't COVID at all related; it's just body injuries. <laughs> so, uh, so there's, there's a chance he, he might play, but no, I, I could definitely easily see it going that way. Easily see it going that way. I wonder if they'll be able to make Rogers make those mistakes because I feel like this year in particular has been his like best year, just not making those mistakes, fitting the ball into those tight, tight windows. It's crazy. <laughs> He lied about being vaccinated. It's going yeah. to come back to get him. <laughs> I, I think that, that's the weird game. thing is, like, every playoff, like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you get the ball at tight windows, but at the end yeah. of the day, playoff windows is that much tighter. That's pressure. Yeah. Then he's going to have that pressure. They already beat him twice. I guess yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then he's going to go out like, yo, I can prove it, and I can beat them. And just – it's, it's, I will say it's kind of bullshit. I don't lie. Hey, Jimmy G, man, like, he get the easiest assignments ever because – it frustrates me the way you see teams play them. Like, they, they don't even play them tight on the line, which is crazy because they don't have any deep threats. Like, even Ayuk is a – even as a fast receiver, like, he's not going to beat you deep. Like, he's not a good route runner. Same thing with Debo. Debo's a better running back than he is wide receiver. He's catching mm-hmm. slants, drags. He's not a route runner. But neither here nor there, I would personally love that to happen, and I would love for my next prediction to come true as well. And we can meet them again. So Rams Bucks, we're going to end it on in the football talk on this. Obviously, you know who I'm going with. Obviously, um, obviously, obviously. You know, I gotta. Uh, it's Tom Brady you know, all day. That's what you got. got. You know, you got the Tom Brady jersey on. You see that? You know, oh uh, uh, damn! See something? Oh Rams! All right. Listen, man, let's see. Oh, let's see what's champs, man. The division championships. That's what you guys uh, hold on to. We got going on there. So, uh, I I think y'all are going to win just because, like, the injuries on that side. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, but just like he got that win against Kansas City. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That football comment. I don't don't feel bad for him. Like, it's no pity. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, no. Arbitration. And like I said, you got the short end of that stick. You always been on the receiving in when people yeah. get hurt so i feel like it's time the one thing that annoys me the most about that super bowl with tom brady beat us people always say oh man bill belichick greatest coach ever he stifled sean McVay." you're right rams didn't have no injuries at all it's not like cooper cup had torn his acl week eight like yeah. the fact the thing that get me the most about that super bowl is i'm like bro if you watch cooper cup now he literally is worth a touchdown a game. He hmm. make that much. You know, when you lose by 10 points and he ain't on the field, you're like, oh, no, shit, he would keep us in that game. Because hmm. he's that, you know, you got a dude out there that's running routes as pure, if not better, than a Julian Edelman. And I'm not saying that just based on race at all. I'm saying that because Julian Edelman had that innate ability to come back to the ball. Not just like a Chad Johnson who was like, oh, I'm going to run this route open, but, like, it's never necessarily coming back on a comeback. It's more or less, I'm going to run this to the outside or I'm going to try to fake this to the outside and get a beat deep, you know? It's always something involving deep, getting more yards, getting more yards instead of breaking the tackle, you feel me? Ain't like the Megatrons in the world, the the, the Brandy Mosses of the world. It's more akin to the T.O.s of the world. It's like, no, no, just give me the ball in space and I'm going to make something happen. But I can also run routes. <laughs> I can see the weakness in coverage. I can also play the safeties and say, you know, I, I can fake the safety and make him think I'm running the corner, make him drop down and then actually flip it to a post. And now I don't beat the corner and the safety. You know, he did that last week and it was a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to see happen, you know. Um, but with that being said, I think the versatility on offense, especially with Odell Beckham, like it was, it was great. It was funny to see him throw the ball, but it was also one of those things where I was talking to Haley about it. I was just like, he was an emergency quarterback with the Giants. Like, yeah, he threw the ball, and that's a cool play to see. But, like, you talk about receivers that could probably actually throw the ball if they had to play quarterback. And you're like, no, nah, dude is an athlete. So, like, I don't think it's even that much of a gamble seeing him throw the ball. And when you mix that in with the two running back game, I mean, that's just 
that's a lot of weapons for a, a Tampa Bay defense who is really apt to just stopping the run. Mm-hmm. And their weakness is their cornerbacks. And it has been, and they're not getting any healthier there. You look at the Rams team in week four to week three to beat them, that team was not as good as the team is right now. I mean, not in any facet of the game, even the confidence in the play caller. It was very much so white man, trust white man, go out there, throw the ball, Stafford. Let's see what you can do. It was annoying. I fucking hated it. But they really got some more balance, started running the ball more. So I think this would really be a chance. Uh, more or less, you know, you always had to have those statement games where people you, you, you doubt you and you think to yourselves like, oh, this team kind of wishy-washy. Can they actually do it? Can they actually do it? Is this team soft? And I think it's one of those games where you really fight that soft notion off um, mm-hmm. as a team. So I really think that they'll be able to impose their will and just it's too much speed off the edge for Brady when it comes to like the defensive side of things. You know what I mean? Like Von Miller and Leonard Floyd, like those are two video game defensive ends to have. You know, like mm-hmm. that that's a cartoon pass rush with Aaron Donald in the middle. So you really look at how to attack it and you could try to win the screen game with Giovanni Bernard, but as we both know, like how long Giovanni Bernard will stay on the field? Because it only take one hit. Last time we played them, our rookie Terrell, uh, second year player Terrell Lewis, hit Gronkowski. This dude's a, a run stopping outside linebacker from Alabama, and he hit Rob Gronkowski in the ribs, broke his ribs. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like the key to stopping Rob Gronkowski is to put a big body on him. And if you got linebackers that can run four fives, that's the big body that can hit him. And I think that's the that's the plan you've seen every year. You know, that's the plan you've seen people use for the past five, six years to stop Gronkowski. You got to hit him because at the end of the day, he just as much as he can absorb those hits, he can't last them. He always end up going whether or not. And there might be a brutal thing about football, but whether or not it's concussion or, or ankles or knees, or it's elbows, like it's something. You know, it's always going to be something. It's always going to take him out. And I think if you if you take him now, if you take that weapon out, you isolate it to one weapon, that's Tom Brady playing the Saints again. You know, like we've seen Tom Brady look human when it looked like he got two weapons and both weapons get shut down. He mm-hmm. gets stomped by Taysom Hill somehow. And Taysom Hill passes for 105 yards. <laughs> but, you know, so I think I, I'm not saying he's got no chance. It's just what he's working with. And good luck, man. And I don't actually mean that at all. So I, I think you can see the Rams winning this one. Let's it's Brady, so I'll say 27-17. Like, I think 10 points. 10 points? Yeah, I think 10 points, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's one of those things, like, you're winning by a touchdown, and then, like, you're up with, like, four-something minutes left, and then you just kick that field goal just to make sure he can't beat you going down the field with that last drive. So it's, like, one of those things. Like, it, it, I feel like to beat Brady by two possessions is just a just one possession, but seeing we just wanted to make sure he couldn't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it's one, one of those games. I don't expect anything great out of Stafford. You know, even with their cornerbacks being hurt, do I expect a couple of bombs from him? Yeah, but I expect it to more come from the receivers and what they can do than what Stafford actually doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a blowout. I feel like y'all are going to just run all over them and pass all over them if Stafford can actually get the ball and just give it to Odell. Let Odell throw it. But yeah, yeah, I feel like defense just you got Von Miller, you got oh, it's just yeah, Brady's not gonna be able to handle that pressure. Yeah. Let's say get, even though he gets the ball out fast, you no, know, like you got those physical corners that can press at the line. Yeah, get it out fast, and what is he gonna do? Yeah, I think uh, right. that was the biggest thing with, as you said, the physical corners. Like they have the ability to play physical, but they've been playing off the line so much. And they've really changed the way they played in the past four weeks. So, especially last week, I think they realized that they had no way to beat A.J. Green and Christian Kirk with those big bodies off the line without being physical. So, it came out physical, and, yeah, I hope they do it again. Yeah, so, I don't think he's going to win, but he's going he's gonna to be back next year <laughs> and the year after. I think, man, I don't know. He ain't never going away. No. No, I've heard somebody say you retire. Never the craziest shit I've like, ever heard. I feel like if I was him, I'd be a backup. I'd be in that backup role. Like I'm like 60 something. Just keep getting that check. Yes, sir. Why not? Because think about it. they'll use you as like coaching up their quarterback. 
without you being a coach, like you're active on that roster. And then you can like, if you, if they get injured, you can go in and like increase the records. Like, so it's like untouchable. Go to like all the teams that like really missed the quarterbacks and really needed like first up back up New Orleans next up back up in uh, uh, Pittsburgh. You know, it's like, damn. You see what I'm saying? Like, just kill it. That's what I would do. But I mean, you could command the highest pay. Like, you think about doing that for eight years, making eight million dollars a year, just to add on to what he's already got. However, mm-hmm. you think to yourself, Tony Romo making that uh, sixteen million, sixteen million dollars a year. He making a third of starting starting quarterback money bread now, just to sit in the booth and like sometimes guest plays and get around and. Ironically, whenever it comes to playoff coverage, just be there to get roasted because he actually never did nothing in the playoffs. Because they just be making jokes. Yeah, like, I heard uh, as Jim Nance, he had come back from uh, one of the games. He was sitting in the booth with Tony Romo at in, in the Cowboy game, and he was just like, uh, "The Cowboys, uh, the quarterbacks have lost five of the last seven playoff games." And I oh, thought wow. to myself, "Nigga, you dirty because you know Dak only lose two of them games." <laughs> I was like, damn, you're dirty. But like, I don't I don't care about Tony Romo at all. I can't stand the Cowboys. I'm glad they fans sad. I was so glad to see them lose. I don't want to see San Francisco win, but if San Francisco had to win to make them sad, I'm glad it's a sacrifice. We all had to make. Um, <laughs> with that being said, I'm gonna touch on three topics real quick. Two right. of them are phenomenal TV shows. First one I'm gonna touch on Abbott Elementary. Um phenomenal ABC program. Uh, and Philadelphia, Philadelphia school teachers got Chris, got everybody hates Chris on the show. Mm-hmm. Got Quintab Jefferson from Black Lives got show on the show. I don't know who the president, uh, president, president, who the principal is, but the principal mm-hmm. might be my favorite character. And she's just oh, yeah, as cringeworthy uh, as Michael uh, Scott. Dog. She's great. You know her name? Ava Coleman. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like great cast, and it's just like, yo, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I just saw it like pop up on Hulu, and I was just like, uh, let me give this a try. And like, literally, I was impressed, and I was just like, oh, god. And then, like, it was like a while without it, and I was just like, what happened to it? Like, I was exactly, like, I, I was like, 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 it's not good. It and then, uh, Cheryl Ralph. Like the other teacher, like the older teacher, mm-hmm. like I know you might probably remember from like Moesha, and I was just like, yeah, uh, yeah, Moesha. Yeah. See, I, I thought to myself like, You're like wow, because I was thinking about, it, I was like, where do I know this like lady from? And I was like, was she not? So she wasn't in um, Hang On, Mr. Cooper. No, she was in. I know she was in that. I know she was in uh, Sister Act. Oh, see, I'm confusing her with Issa Rae's mom because Issa Rae's mom is uh, Steve Harvey show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. But no, nah, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. She's she's great in that show as the old lady teacher. Oh yeah. Like, I don't really get the whole South Philly thing. Like I get it, but I don't get it. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of just kind of like yeah, whatever, greasy, corrupt. <laughs> kind of like they keep going. I really like the trope of. Uh, the quote-unquote woke white young teacher really wanting to be friends with the young black man. He's just like, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Like, he's another underrated actor. Uh, I think it's like Tyler James or something like that. Yeah. Everybody hates Chris. Like, good actor. Yeah, no. Yeah, especially, in, I, I've, I've been in, I'm really interested to see how he's worked in, like, these later years. Because, like, I remember, like, the first noticeable time I remember seeing him after that show was Walking Dead. And then yeah. I remember he was good in that show, and I really miss his character. He had died in a really dumb way. And yeah. I remember after that show, after I stopped watching at least, I was like, him and T-Dog died in really dumb ways. That didn't have to happen. You know why? Listen to uh, Dear White People, too. I don't know if you ever watched no, that. No, I never watched that at all. He was in that. I think that was, a, I don't know if that was after or around the same time as Walking Dead. Probably, like, after. No, that's great. I'll be interested to see the progression of the show. The kids hilarious, cast hilarious. I hope they renew that show. Phenomenal show. Um, now, one more last football topic to touch on. Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. I know you've seen a video of Bruce Arians slapping yeah. your buddy in the head. 
Yeah. Now, the, 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 the slap in the head, like just to get slapped in the head by coach, like, hey, man, come on. There ain't no problem. Yeah. But the chase after him and slap, all the aggression, I was just like, I feel like a little extra something. I feel like you call him a dumbass or something now. And now, that's why I got a problem with just chasing. <laughs> you know you ain't going to catch him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, and, and personally, it hurts me because I thought Bruce Arians was one of the better ones. I thought Bruce Arians was a kangaroo nah. cat hanging nah. out. I thought Bruce nah. Arians might have been a little better. Nah, you look at his face. You look at his face. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to look past the face. He looked like nah, a you look at old face. white shirt from 1955 oh, no. Mississippi. No, you can you can look at his face and you'd be like, yeah. Too rotund to not be racist. Yeah. <laughs> the only, I feel like the only man that could get away, and you're right, because the faces is different. Like, he looked like the nefarious Andy Reid, because, like, you can look at Andy Reid and be like, nah, Andy Reid ain't got that. Andy Reid ain't never doing that. I know. Oh, that. yeah, like, Andy in, good. in Arizona, definitely use the N-word in Scottsdale at least in time. Yeah. Yeah, like, his, his face doesn't just sit right with me. Like I said, and that whole, like, slapping on the head, like, a grown man at the end of the day, like, he's getting punched in his face, like, it's off rip. Yeah. That was like Sue. If that was Sue, like another Ooh. player, JPP, like established, like, yo, yeah. really went off on him. Like, no. Yeah. Like I said, like in the back of the day, like, yo, good job. But like running up and then it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Nah. Even if somebody misses coverage, man, he just like, when he come back, slap him in, football. like, come on, man, football, point to the ground, point to the ground. Yeah, but all that yeah. extra nonsense, but like, oh, no, man, around here, man, fight. Yeah, that's how I'm getting knocked down on live time. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd hope they made a video with them rings getting knocked out of him too. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> Love the oh, ring videos. Yeah. All right, we're gonna end on the last uh, last bit of this. The best part of this outside of the rings, uh Reggie Gemstones. The best show the HBO got that they don't talk about. Uh, oh, I mean, exactly. it's 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 it's, it's it's insecure Paul good because this is one of them shows like for me personally, I, I enjoy and I wait to see. You know what I mean? Like when they come out on Sundays, I want to watch it. Obviously, we, we 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 both know how we feel about this show. Set back in the hometown, you get to see like, the last episode. He says, "Is that Sticky Fingers or is that West Ashley Chicken Fing Chicken Kicking Chicken?" Chicken Chicken. That's see. That's why I Wait, thought. But when they went to the outside, I think, I think it might have been Sticky, sticky Fingers. Yeah, yeah, Mount Pleasant. Like yeah. You know, you know, like here is another person that's underrated. Danny McBride. He's so underrated. He's got the Righteous Gemstones, Eastbound and Down, and Vice uh -huh. Principals on HBO. Like three great shows. Now, Eastbound I, and Down. They should have. I was me. never crazy with Vice Principals, but no. I Solid. the way I feel about Hot Rod mm -hmm. and Your Highness. Like Your Highness is one of those movies. Like I felt like people didn't really give it that much credence because like it was just too much like wizards and magic and shit. But if they were released yeah. it six years later, would it really hit? Because mm -hmm. if it was just him and James Franco making a bunch of weed jokes in, me in medieval times with magic, the shit was hilarious. Um, but, like, no, I absolutely did with you and him, Danny McBride. And the best thing about Danny McBride is he ain't the characters that he plays. I've never met him. I've never seen him. I know yeah. you, live, you live in Charleston now? Yeah. Somewhere around there? Yeah. Yeah. You ran into him before? I mean, when I've seen him before, like, around the town, but it's one of never not, like, never not, like, a talking interaction, just more or less mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, he's in there. What's that um, oyster place? Um, the Ordinary. He was in there one night. It's like all the way down there on Meeting Street. But um, no, it's just it's one of those things that like, I, you know, I don't, certain people just don't, don't strike you say, I'm not into giving a lot of white people the benefit of doubt, especially nowadays. Oh, but yeah. like, you know, I, I feel like if a person walking a certain line, like he be walking in these racist joke shows, they digging your past and they looking at you. And if you got something, they gonna find. Them, you know, like, yeah. like I watch Always Sunny and like they got a I podcast and they like. I know you don't watch that. Don't give me any plug. The dudes, they talk about like the show and stuff, but but like it's really good to know that like at the end of the day, like in their writing since two thousand, they've been always conscious of these things and like they always thought about these things and like it's it's just it's good to know like they're three good dudes and like all the jokes come from like a good place, but. To actually hear them and their anger-pointed criticism was like, do you guys honestly think this is not sarcasm? And I'm just kind of like, yeah, 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 I get it. I get the satire of it all. Nah, I, I feel like the they did low-key. Like you said, give people the benefit of doubt. 
I feel like not all, racist. not all. I feel like they're low key racist, and I wouldn't surprise me. They gave off uh, what's that? Uh, guy that act, actor Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. What Mark Wahlberg? I don't trust him. Yeah, like I said, I, <laughs> I, put, him, I, put, him, I put them in the same category. I'm just oh like, damn, no, no. Danny DeVito, I give the benefit of the doubt. No, Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, he's just little. little like he grew up getting picked on his whole life, yeah. and like he's just like yo. Fuck everybody. Well, Larry David get it there. He, Larry David get it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As long as we both in the yeah. with Larry David. <laughs> Always sunny. I don't even know their names. Those two guys. Uh, yeah. Those two guys, man. They're great, man. They're like bar, and those Rob. dudes from Barstool Sports. Like, nah. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, nah. Like, that's that's one thing where I'm definitely, like, I don't play with them. Like, Barstool Sports, I feel like that's just, like, race baiting in sports. Oh, podcasts. yeah. I don't, what I don't get about them is, like, the black faces that have signed on recently. Oh, like from Van funny. Lathan to Deion Sanders. And I'm just kind of funny. Like, wow. And it's like, you've wow. seen their past. Like you've seen them do blackface. Yeah. Like, podcast things. And you think it's cool. Like I, at the end of the day, it's all about money. It was really interesting. Hey. I saw, I think Van Lathan, he's, uh, he's signed on to be like the order on a, a 50 cent, like hip hop piece that he going to do. And I'm really surprised to even see him associate himself with 50 cent. Cause like, yeah, when are black people going to start separating themselves from 50 Cent? Like, he makes Never. negative programs about other people. He make money. Like, they make money. Just like, they don't give a damn. Think about, uh, like, what's the thing called? Showtime. Like, how yeah. they got all the smoke. And, like, they got the Black Effect Network. Like, why yeah. would he go to there? Like, I think Van Lathan has something on there with, like, Charlemagne, who I don't fuck with. But, yeah. yeah I'm just like, why don't y'all go do stuff like that? Like, make your own. Like, why are you going to this and bringing them money where well, you can go start your own? And yeah, like they fuck with that Andrew Schultz dude hard. And I don't really hear oh, no. me one of them racist white dudes yeah. too. Okay, yeah, he, he say nigga a lot. Oh, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, it's cool, Andrew. You yeah. Nah. yeah, it's cool. Jewish. I'm Jewish. It's cool. Nah. Yeah. I'm like, nah, nah I got a Jewish homie. He don't say nigga. Trust me. <laughs> as I said, I don't trust them. Yeah. John Schultz is Hollywood as a, as a whole. It's, like, it is. It's, all, yeah, all, man. It's, all things it's going gross. on. I don't trust it. But it's yeah. Gross. But yeah, you know, we, we, you know, how we do. We keep it easy. Keep it sleazy. Uh, we're gonna do this thing. Bring it back to you next week. No more long breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all on. Say Ramadan. Oh man! You know, toss one up for the Rams. You know. Oh, are you going to that uh, thing, the concert they're having? Like no concert. Full concert. Uh no, I'm going there. Because right. that should go. Super Bowl, grab go. You gonna spend that five k? I'll be it. honest with you, like I'm a, I'm a really, really think about it, but I feel like that event will be a super spreader. Yeah. You know, it's you know, and they will still keep obviously the hard vaccination status. But you yeah. know, I feel like that's when people might actually fake vaccines for that. Like yeah, a lot of children. If your team is in there, and yeah, a I, game, yeah and like, home on. game, like that's I'm, that's close. Like, yeah, that's I'm, just, it's, like, yo, it's right there. It's like I don't have to pay for flights. I don't have to pay for I, anything. All I got to do is pay the ticket. Like, that's I it. feel like because so far it's beautiful around there. And they got enough area where like I feel like if they they should have a, a viewing area, like, you know, especially because it's a home game. So even yeah. if they had, like, a giant viewing area where you could view the game from the outside, like, I could probably be more inclined to do something like that. But that still be a super spreader because there ain't going to be no vaccine either. <laughs> How much would you pay? How much would you pay to go to, like, <clears throat> not the Super Bowl, but, like, if they had, like, a viewing party outside or a viewing party in, like, one of the arenas? To pay to actually go to the game itself for one ticket, I think I'd go up to 800 Okay. So you aren't going to Super Bowl. <laughs> so, yeah. so just a viewing party, what's the most you'd pay? Two. 200? Tops. 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 But that's the thing about SoFi and the tickets is like mm -hmm. people don't realize like the tickets are so much cheaper the closer you get to the game. Like mm -hmm. you got down to the 100 section for like mm -hmm. $260 tickets? Like, like two we, tickets? Like $130 yeah, uh, each? No, no, like a piece. Yeah, but like, but I don't know if you saw what we were sitting at, but we was like, we were talking yeah, about yeah. it. Earlier in the podcast, LA money, it's different. It's, nah, it's not even like it's different, but like, 
It's different. It, it's it's one of those things like that's a playoff game. Like I never got a chance to see a playoff game. You get a home yeah. playoff game. Like yeah. you know that you know I know fake fan. You know it's Hell, a long yeah. time. Yeah. It's a long time. One too, so. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like I didn't get a chance to go to the Coliseum when they played the Cowboys because mm-hmm. that game was outrageous. Like the cheapest tickets were like six hundred. And I'm not paying six hundred for those Exactly, they upcharge them because they fuck boys. Can't stand yeah, them more than 49ers. They always pay that shit. They sorry asses. Mm-hmm. Then that's all like uh, I got this message like Spotify for like Silk Sonic, like Bruno Mars and uh, Anderson Pack, and I was like, oh, you get like a uh, pre-sale tickets. I was like, oh, if it's like a hundred dollars, I go go on there yeah. two sixty. I'm like, bruh, y'all got nine songs together. <laughs> y'all got one album. One album, come on, Anderson. I saw you for free in the park. And then, my god, bro. for real, Pack Fest that shit yeah. was amazing. I love that. Pack come Fest. on, come on. Oh, that, yeah, I saw that post on this page a couple weeks ago. He had a post of the um, of the baby from Pack Fest because you mm-hmm. went to the same where we was, and that baby was crowd surfing, right? Yeah, yeah, he had the baby like three years old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the daddy I had a picture of the baby. I was like, oh shit, that baby is a child. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? And I was just like, yeah, nah. Nah. Yeah, nah. Worth I don't want Bruno Mars fans near me. I want Anderson nah. Pack fans. You know what I mean? Like Bruno Mars fans, they're smoking weed over there. Yeah. I said, shut up. Exactly. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Yeah, why you know so red? Allergies. Yeah. Shut up. February, it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but let's knock this thing out before this is zooming this out. All right, man. Uh, it's been it's been a good one. We will catch y'all later. Adios. Peace. 14 hours later.